0: No, no, no. I got to talk I gotta tell what I feel I gotta talk about my life as I see it Biggie oh. This goes out to you <laughs> This goes out to you Something like that I don't know what else to do I'm sorry everybody But uh, it's just me It's just me And a special co-host tonight, everybody. Special co-host. Welcome, everybody, to this week's brand spanking new episode of Get It How You Live. Uh, It's one half of the Get It How You Live uh, crew. It's your boy, Saul, a.k.a. Saul, a.k.a uh that dude aka i don't really know i don't i'm running out of akas it doesn't even matter guys i'm just really excited because i've got a special uh guest co-host tonight i guess i could call her that um ross unfortunately had to take care of some father's day duties. not unfortunately i mean it's a good thing good father's day duties he had to take care of um but in the meantime i kind of had to find somebody uh to not replace him but to like fill in and I think you guys will be pleasantly surprised with uh, my brand new replacement one week stand-in fill-in co-host <laughs> for, for this week. Um, stay tuned, everybody, and uh, enjoy the show because we've got Anna Eskimani on. Take it easy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome everybody to this week's uh, brand new spanking, whatever you want to call it, episode, because uh, it's a little special. It's a little different, uh, but I always want to keep it in theme with uh, bringing the most prestigious guests that I can find onto this program. And uh, I'm sure everyone listening will not disagree with who I'm about to bring on. Uh, The first Iranian-American elected the Florida Legislature three-time, three-time, three-time UCF graduate with a bachelor's and two masters and a doctoral candidate as well. One half of the Eskimani sisters and all around civil rights champion. She represents Florida House District 47, in which I just so happen to live in. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, representative Anna Eskamani. <laughs> Wow! Well,
1: thank you, thank you. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> My sure the intro. A, yeah, you know we, we we pride ourselves on you know trying to have the best intros for I our love most guests.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you for the invitation. I'm I'm so excited to be here.
0: Oh man, are you kidding me? Thank you for your time. Um, you literally could be anywhere else, uh, but you decided to spend a couple minutes. Uh, with us here on this show so thank you so much for uh for just being on here
1: oh my god always always anything for my constituents
0: <laughs> oh I, I love it i love it yes yeah, she's, she's already got my vote i'm already voting for you Anna, all right you don't have to butter me up <laughs> oh my god stop oh, but let's see so um let's kind of jump into it a little bit um i don't want to take up too much of your time but uh i there are a couple things that we go through on this program when we do have our guests on and we like to ask them uh, a couple questions um and first, uh, I guess kind of what we call them are our wows and pals. Uh, mm-hmm. wow meaning, you know, the best part of your week. Uh, pals, maybe not the best part of your week, but, you know, nothing's too crazy. But, um, you know, why don't you get us started off, and I'll let you go first with uh, your wows and your pals for the week, Anna.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so... I would say my worst part of the week is probably just the continuation of unemployment problems. Mm. Um our office, it. Oh, my God. Our office has been flooded with problems with the unemployment system. I think a lot of folks think it's kind of over, like the pandemic's over, the problems are over, but that is not true. Uh, there are still hundreds of thousands of folks that um, – are struggling, many have gone back to work, but they lost a lot of income. They're still waiting for money to get to them from unemployment. And then you have folks that are still furloughed looking for that job who are locked out of their accounts are missing weeks of payments. And so in these cases, you know, our office has become like a a mini DEO because you can't actually get through the real DEO. Mm -hmm. And so within one week we received over 1400 different claimants, whether they're calling us or emailing us or, or tweeting us. I mean, it's been a really, really tough week. And, you know, even folks who have like suicidal ideation, folks who yes. have lost their homes, living in their cars. So, and these are not everyone is our constituent, to be clear. Like, we have folks from the panhandle down to the keys. So it's just, it's a lot, you know, because we're a, a small, but mighty team. And it's so frustrating to carry this responsibility while working with a partner at the state that just does not seem to have the same commitment that we have. <laughs> and no. so, you That's know, so you, right. And so you like look at the governor and he doesn't, he doesn't talk about unemployment in months. And then instead no. he's, he's like cutting off benefits. And then you look at, you know, Do as a whole and Do like they've laid off staff, like they're such a mess right now. And so so yeah, that's I would say that
0: that was probably the worst part. But what was yours? I'm I'm curious. What would you say? I, well, was? first off, uh, yeah. Well, first I I can't even imagine. Um, I was part of that unemployment rush at the very beginning of the mm. pandemic and everything. Um, so I like I feel that 100%. Um. Not to mention that uh, he's busy sending people to Texas for right? some imaginary, like <laughs> I don't I don't know oh some imaginary Florida standoff. I don't it's know what's crazy. Yeah, know what it's yeah. so
1: crazy, and the irony of that too, by the way, is like a few days earlier, the governor said that the areas of Florida that are seeing gun violence are the areas where folks have been like like not supportive of law enforcement, and and here he is like like so essentially he's saying that. The more law enforcement, the better, right? And now he's taking away law enforcement yes. from local communities. <laughs> and it's like, is this defunding the police? Like, is, can we call I don't it know. that? I, can we call I it that like,
0: governor? <laughs> I feel like Mugatu and Zoolander when it's like, you know, I'm, I feel like they're taking crazy pills. Because every right. time right. I turn on the TV, you know, he so yeah, he let's see. That's one crazy thing he's done, sending people away to Texas for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Then he comes up with some minute of silence. Long. Oh,
1: my God. Don't get uh, me started. You know, Don't
0: and, get me started. Anything, and anything but, you know, tackle the actual problem that, right. that, you know, that that you're that his constituents that his constituents are facing. You know what I mean? hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's uh it's a uh, I, I feel you with this craziness and, and what's happening up there in Tally. Um, you know, before I get to my to my pal, what was the best part of your week? OK, so the
1: best part actually happened. um on friday so i was taking a tour of one of our local boys and girls clubs and i've been a long time you know just advocate for after school programs and of course like have been very engaged with different youth programs from you know uh, the girl scouts to image youth center to paramour Kids zone and so many others But it was my first time taking a tour of this specific club And so, because it's summertime, they actually had kids on campus, and four of the kids wanted to meet me, and I know, and so we actually, (laughs) like, part of the tour was, like, it was kind of like a, you know, like a little town hall, like, I was being asked (laughs) all these questions by, like, you know, students who are, like, in fifth, sixth grade, and they were such good questions, and I just felt so inspired by them, and so impressed and I mean it was definitely the highlight of my week and and just a reminder right that yeah things feel pretty shitty right now for a lot of reasons but there's also so much hope and and you look at the the incredible impact of young people today but also their potential and it just it it just drives me to want to make sure that this world is going to be it's going to be okay like we can pass down a, a world that they're going to be able to do even more than we imagined. And so that was definitely a, a really sweet highlight of the week.
0: Kids. Um, I think anytime you have a, a, like, you know, that kind of experience with kids uh, just, I think brightens up the mood uh, like tenfold. Because, Completely. Uh, yeah, Completely. It's just, it's just crazy. I don't know. Like, like I mentioned earlier, we were talking a little before we started, I have uh, like two beautiful little nieces, seven and five, uh, Araceli and Isabella. And um, listen, they're seven and five, just a little old, just a little younger than the kids you were around on um, that last Friday. But they, th- these kids are paying attention nowadays. Mm-hmm, like they mm-hmm. really are. Totally. And, um, you know, the power of uh, of the internet and social media. And uh, you've done such a tremendous job of uh, using that tool to reach oh, thank out you. to the community. No, you really have. So Sometimes so.
1: I feel like a big nerd because I, I post like, <laughs> I post so much like you know what I mean? Like I post so much information, and and for me, it's like I love reading this stuff. I, I'm I'm like a I'm a news I'm a news junkie. You know what I mean? Yes. And, yes. And but sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, people are probably really tired of me just like posting screenshots of news articles. No, you're
0: kidding. Me. I try
1: to put a few cats here and there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to shake things up. And it's like, I hope you don't think I'm just like sitting in front of my computer reading the news all day. But but I also realize that like. I think politicians for way too long have taken advantage and exploited their constituents to assume that constituents either don't want to know what's happening in their community or, or worse, assume that they're not smart enough to understand. Mm. And so I challenge both. I, I feel pretty confident that if we take the minute to unpack what's happening in our community, you know, what's happening in Tallahassee to everyday folks, that not only will they get it, but they're going to want to do more. Um, so I, I really try to practice that, you know, through digital platforms whenever I can.
0: No, you well, like I said, you're doing a tremendous job because it's uh, it's working, and you got kids that can't even vote yet paying attention, and uh, you know, it, it it'll work out for the future. Hopefully, she's going to be our governor. You didn't hear it but <laughs> I'm just saying one day, maybe one day, anyways. Um, <laughs> anyone? That she didn't say it, I said it, but anyways. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> No, but um, let's see. I my my wows and pals are are, are pretty simple. I uh I I got today off, which is kind of random. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and, and we'll kind of go into it because you know, funny enough, I saw one of your posts that you posted today about uh, why I got today off, and it really made me think. Uh, right. So I, I got today off uh, for Juneteenth so out of out out of nowhere. We uh mm-hmm. we got this email yesterday. Uh, I got off of work at four thirty, and then about four forty five. I wow. an email saying, um, yeah, move fast. Um, wow. Hey, you're off tomorrow. Uh, happy Juneteenth. And I was like, oh, my. All right. Wow. This is interesting. Um, so cool. So, you know, my wow was that, all right, they, I guess we got today off in, in the, you know, in the short-term point of view kind of thing. And uh, I got to hang out with my mom, you know. Mm-hmm. I be a little bit, so. Mama bear. Oh, man, I, I love my mom. <laughs> But um, but yeah. Sweet. So we hung out. We had some lunch. Um, I bought some new slides. So that that's always a, <laughs> <laughs> know, that's always a win, you know. But um totally. So that was really cool. And obviously, we have Juneteenth. Um, that got signed as a national holiday. Um, and tomorrow. But um, so to tag on, I guess, with what I was saying about your post. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. I guess it was a tweet. Um, that you might have posted, uh, saying that uh, kind of like I wonder how, like the people that. I guess maybe really should have this day off. Mm-hmm. Don't have mm-hmm. this day off. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, could you? You know, you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah, I love you know? to.
1: I love to. It was so. It was a a tweet that I saw someone else share that I I wanted to amplify, and I and I try to use my platform to also amplify the voices of directly impacted people. And so, mm-hmm. the person who who made this point identifies as as a black woman. So I wanted to to amplify her perspective, her voice, and I don't know her, but I, I thought it was a really important point. It was, a, basically around the fact that making Juneteenth a federal holiday is is you know going to have uh, the opportunity for folks to take to have that day off. However, many Black and Brown folks work in different industries where they don't take federal holidays off. Right? We're talking about grocery stores, um, fast food joints, gas stations so yes it's a federal okay. holiday yes it's a really big deal I and mean, that's some that's a that's a big recognition it's it's arguably one of the most important uh anniversaries in american history and yet those that are directly impacted and who have also suffered due to their wealth gaps that were caused by by slavery and systematic racism are not the ones actually getting the day off so i just thought that yes. was such a, a a really important point point. and again it By no means do I share it to guilt people. Like I I think it's really important that that we 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 don't we don't let shame hold us back from having that conversation, from understanding that, hey, we don't have to live with this reality. Like we actually can do something about it. And that's where I also added into my tweet like reparations and thinking thinking more critically about, you know, if we really are trying to create equity in society, we have to understand that there are generations of, of, of oppression that come from a history of slavery, but have manifested its, its form in different ways, normalize in society that have created generational gaps of wealth. And, Mm. and so there a holiday ain't going to solve that. (laughs) You have to look at other policies to do it, but, but yeah, so that was, that was the heart of it. And, you know, I saw someone else share something else too later in the day around, Um, I wonder how black incarcerated people feel about me. Yeah. And I thought that was, that was important too, because candidly mass incarceration is a problem in society, especially in Florida. Florida has one of the largest incarceration populations in the, in the country. Mm -hmm. 96,000 people incarcerated in Florida, 90% are men and majority are, are poor men and, and men of color. And I have visited our prisons in Florida as a state lawmaker. I can visit state prisons unannounced. So I've done that several times because we have a lot of serious problems of safety in our prisons. Um, and air conditioning
0: as well. Air conditioning easy, so doesn't exist.
1: Theory. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and you learn really quickly just when you're, when you're talking to the inmates of why they're there. Um, a lot of it is addiction, you know, a lot of it is is drug charges and or or robbery because they were trying to seek funds You have to purchase more drugs and it really does speak to like our archaic sentencing policies that have yes. put people into prison who really shouldn't be in prison. Like, I'm not saying folks don't need a don't need some sort of intervention, but incarceration doesn't have to be that intervention. And, you know, I thought that point too around like, imagine being, you know, someone who is in prison for a nonviolent drug offense, and you're in prison, while June T becomes a federal holiday, like, again, it just speaks to like a larger system we have to fix.
0: Wow. you're And you're absolutely right. And I mean, and, and it did, it, it made me think, you know, it wasn't a, and it wasn't a, a thing of shame, you know, like you said or anything like that, but it, uh, it does, you have to kind of reflect a little bit about it and, um, and hopefully, uh, you know, we're kind of moving towards that, the the right direction. Yeah. Um, well,
1: commit yourself to
0: change, right? Like use yeah. this
1: opportunity to say, you know, this is, we gotta, like, we gotta do more. You know, I, I to some degree, I feel like the federal holiday really should have came last. You know what I mean? Like yes. we should have accomplished all these things, and then we can be we can be jubil- jubilant. But at the same time, I know that there were this effort was led by by black by black. Congressional members, and and I honor that. And so I also don't want to belittle how historic this is. Um, I have I actually one of my friends we used to work at Planned Parenthood together. She is now a congresswoman representing um, uh, John Lewis's former seat. Her name is Nakima Williams. And she's in the House for this bill signing. So I, I want wow. to honor. Yes, yeah, so I want to I want to make sure I'm not belittling the the historic
0: nature of this. But I also I do see it as a call to action to do more absolutely and I I don't think anybody could disagree with that that's been um it's funny enough on, on on my Twitter feed that's been the conversation as well mm-hmm. um, you know especially after today and everything like that um so so it is kind of wild um, and I guess that ties in a little to my pal uh, kind of like the the worst part of the week a little along with uh, I wasn't sure if my job was going to pay me for this because they didn't make <laughs> sure. L O L. Wow, wow! So. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the day off, but uh, <laughs> we, we get we get this other email saying, "Yeah, we don't know if it's going to be paid or not." So just, <laughs> just oh my that. god, yeah, that I'm is like,
1: so extra! Wow, you're telling
0: me? You're telling me? I don't know, you know, Jesus. But um, at the same time, and and I mentioned. Uh, this to you a little earlier before we started um i couldn't believe what i heard uh on the radio today i like uh I, like myself kind of like you i'm uh am a bit of a news nerd and i i don't turn n p r off because it's just I, what, whatever <laughs> yes! it's, it's i have it's, it on it.
1: all the time i have it on all the time it's like yeah. the best it's one of the best news sources It really uh, and storytelling uh, too it's awesome oh, oh my, my
0: goodness, goodness. This, this american,
1: american life ah so good. But, but, I cried. Oh, no. I cried. Friday, yes, story yes. core. Yes. Story core on Fridays. I'm just like
0: in my car crying. So story, good. Core, oh, story core on Fridays is, is, makes me sad. I, uh, I'm i a guilty, guilty pleasure, pleasure is, um, is um, growing bolder. Ah! <laughs> okay. Okay. Growing bolder is my guilty pleasure. I don't, I, that
1: is I just, I love really funny. That is the, really uh, funny. I anything love that. with Rick Steves.
0: Anything with Rick ah! Steves. Travel, oh my God. I'm not <laughs>
1: even kidding. My sister. <laughs> She will put on a Rick Steves YouTube video, just while we're while we're. I mean, she also misses traveling, but she'll just turn it on while we're having dinner. Yes. <laughs> it's, that's it's so good, it's
0: soothing, and I don't know, it's such a good. It, he's it, like he, the Mister Rogers
1: of traveling.
0: He really yes. is. Yeah, perfect. he really is. Yeah. That's so that's a perfect way to describe him. But um, <laughs> I, uh, I. Couldn't so what did, what, I what did you yeah. hear? What did you hear? Yeah. Um, let's see, they were talking about the insurrection, oh. and Florida, I know Florida is tied with Texas for the most, uh, like, like insurrectionists, the rest, uh, like one out of every 10 that was arrested was Floridian, um, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> most, most of them were in their mid thirties to forties to average age 41. Oh, and this was the thing that really stuck out to me was because I, you know, I'm 38 Right. And... <laughs>
1: this is your, this is your generation. This is our, these are our, this is like our friends, right? Like these are yes. people we went to high school with, like.
0: Exactly. People we went to high school with, people that are our bosses, people that are uh, like car dealership owners, uh, peers, colleagues. Like I, it is scary to think that that many, like that just so many Floridians were there and it's just that demographic. Um, the two big I I guess like I I call them terrorist groups. Hopefully, one day Mm, that's what they will be. But the problem with these oath keepers, hundred percent, yeah, made up the majority of this. I, I I guess what what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is just why, why Florida? Why are they all coming from Florida? And what can we do to? Is there anything we can do to? To maybe like com- combat this uh, like like mentality, well, thought process, or what? I mean, you know? the first
1: reaction that that I have is is education. Like it's, and, and this is why the governor is also trying to eliminate any teaching of of you know a racist past of this country, right? Like he's going right. after a critical race theory, like other other. He, does, he doesn't
0: even know what it is. He, he has
1: no idea. Is. He is <laughs> so clueless. He is so clueless. <laughs> but but it is tied to essentially trying to build. A generation of young people who just don't who won't know better right who won't have the ability mm-hmm. to question government and to ask critical questions and who will just follow whatever the fake news narrative is and that is very problematic so I, I do think education and empowering folks to you know not fall into like a group mentality and to and to be critical of what they're hearing is um is is important and i think it's it's something the governor's trying to eliminate because he knows that if, uninformed right it'll it'll help maintain
0: the status quo it's so it's so pathetic (laughs) i don't know i think it's pathetic i think there needs to be uh i i i I don't know i guess i don't know why it's so hard to to hold these people accountable or find some sort of accountability overall like i understand you know they've made over 500 arrests um you know with all this but I mean, we can't. Let's not be naive. Um, We know, like, who are the people that are really behind this, and the fact that nobody's—I don't know. To me, from what I've seen, um, they're still kind of going like uh, unscathed from all this. You know what I mean? Right. uh, Right. Totally. Doing speeches, and uh, you know, he's as orange as ever, and like, it blows my mind. But it's—it's unreal. It is—it is (laughs) unreal. But anyways, um, so those are the wows and pals, and uh, I think I'm just gonna like get right into this because I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna ask the serious questions here that people <laughs> really, <laughs> really want to know, Anna. People yeah. really want to know. You've made it to this point. <laughs> our, we, we call them our sinister sixes because I have no idea what else to call them, and it's just six questions, you know.
1: So, uh, <laughs> the I'm very first right.
0: one: um, Big or Tupac? Mm,
1: that's a tough one. Two good New York rappers. Um, I'm going to say Tupac.
0: Ooh, okay. I, you know, I like that. Not a lot of people have been giving me Tupac, <laughs> but anytime anyone says Tupac, you're like probably the fourth person out of everybody we've asked. It's like interesting. It's like, oh, okay, okay, I see. Um, let's see. What shows are you streaming right now or what specific show? Anything that, that you, right, decide, right. you have to catch?
1: So, um, John Oliver last night. Tonight, I always love. And you mentioned uh, air conditioning in prisons. That was one of his latest episodes. I I do kind of watch um, John Oliver. I watch the Florida Channel. (laughs) Oh my! (laughs) Super nerdy, I know. And then my guilty pleasure, and please, no one judge me for this, um, has always been sex in the city, which I know yes. looking back is so problematic because everyone is white and like these women, like all they do is like have like big parties and like they drink lots of alcohol and they, and they don't gain a pound. Like it's so wild to me, but but it's, it's definitely nostalgic because I used to watch it when I was younger and I'll just, while I'm working late at night, I'll just turn it on for like background noise, you know, I just have it on. So that's definitely one of
0: my guilty pleasures. Listen, we are, Ross and I, who, who's my co-host, by the way, who unfortunately is going to be here with us tonight. He's got a Father's Day thing he's doing. Uh, but, uh, you know, shout out to Ross because I can't believe you just said sex Sex in the city. <laughs> <laughs> Ross and I used to watch Sex in the City no! in his mom's garage. <laughs> You did not. Yes. I mean, we couldn't wait to see what was going to happen with Mr. Big. Oh, my or God. Anybody. That's
1: so extra. That is so
0: extra. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving this. These couches in the garage. And we're like, all right. But, you know, because it came on. And then, like, right after it was the Sopranos. And so we're like, <laughs> oh, okay, boom. We're like, coast right in oh my person. god that's amazing so, see yeah, i didn't we're, have
1: we're, i didn't have cable growing up so i didn't really watch it until after it kind of had its moment but i fell in love with it you know as like a high school student and
0: no you're, allowed. you're amazing. allowed i love that you're so allowed. We're, we're, we're big sex in the city fans here. <laughs> you live. i love it these old almost pushed in 40 grown-ass men <laughs> Trying to figure out what carries up to you
1: know? I love it. And there's like a new mini-series coming too, by yes, the, I know. But, they, I know. but Kim
0: Kim Control's not part I of it. I
1: know. They have some serious falling out. Like I guess they never really liked each other. So yeah. Hey, I hear listen, that. I hear I, that.
0: They they better they better have a good reason in the story of why. right not-
1: That's <laughs> what I'm wondering. Totally. Totally. Oh, that's
0: hilarious. Okay, okay. Um what song is most played on your playlist right now? Uh,
1: so I have very eclectic musical tastes. Like I have like almost every genre and I, I even love like, I mean, I just saw it in the Heights. I watched that one night yes, and I thought yes. that was amazing. Um, But so, but recently I've been listening a lot to a song um, by a band called Houndmouth and it's Sedona and yeah. and folks might have it's kind of like an indie like an indie rock type of a song um, mm-hmm. or maybe even alt i would say what the kids are calling it these days but, <laughs> the but yeah but, it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called sedona and it's just like one of those fun summer songs and it kind of it's a great road trip song honestly so i i play it as if i'm going on a road trip which really i'm just going to the office <laughs> <laughs>
0: It works, I, it works
1: it yeah, works yeah it's just for those four minutes you're transported
0: <laughs> that's hey that's what music does that's a good and that's a good song if it's doing that for sure 100 all right um let's see dog or cat
1: well as i am talking to you i'm surrounded by three hungry cats so <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna have to say cat or they might eat my face
0: yeah no all right I, yeah that's, that's fine <laughs> I'll leave it right I'll leave it at that I know they're listening so
1: <laughs> right right right
0: so, um, let's see you know what would you rather be hot or cold
1: oh <laughs> I absolutely hate the cold what so, yeah I mean I'm a Florida girl I can't handle it I mean not that I hate it I hate it if I'm not well prepared. Yes. But even, like, going running in the cold, if I'm not wearing the right clothes, the whole time I'm like, why did I start this?
0: Why did I start this? No, I, I don't so- run in the cold. You're, you're a way better person <laughs> than I am. I do not run in the cold. But, but when you're hot,
1: you know, especially, in like, in Florida, you can just put some shorts on, put your hair up. Like, I, I feel like I've managed the hot a lot more these days than the cold. Yeah, okay,
0: <laughs> it's, probably, it's, probably it's probably in your blood. blood. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. So Let's see. Um, and the last one here, we got uh, beer or cocktail.
1: Can I do a mocktail? Can oh, I right. add a? Can I add an addendum? <laughs> you can
0: do. You can do whatever you want on this show. <laughs>
1: because I, I'm actually not much of a like. I just I don't have a lot of time to go out, you know, for obvious reasons. But when mm-hmm. I do go out, I have to be fresh the next day. So I have been doing mocktails. Like I went to um, uh, some places on Mills Fifty, like. Uh, the sunroom.
0: And oh, I love did, the
1: sunroom. Yes. I know. And they made me a cute little like, like a, almost like a lemonade mocktail. And it was really good. So I've been I've been definitely doing the mocktails more than anything else.
0: They're you know what, mocktails are are, are pretty big that I see like, coming up this summer. Yeah, yeah they it,
1: are. And, and it's I a like good it. way to be at the bar. But you know, for folks that either are no longer drinking or really want to drink that night, it's a good way to still like, you know, go to a bar without having to participate in a way you don't want to
0: so i think it's a really great option Not, yeah, you're absolutely right and not only that but it's not like you're sitting there drinking a bottle of water it's like yeah
1: i got a a a fancy drink
0: exactly exactly (laughs) got some fruit in there i think melissa still works at the sunroom i'm pretty sure yeah shout out so shout out to melissa at the sunroom but yeah she always hooks it up and um I uh, mocktails my, my are good. All right, so my, I gotta add that. That's a third one right there. Mocktail. It's done. <laughs> Anybody else says anything about it, they could come see. They could come yes. see me about the mocktail. Right. Love it. <laughs> um, actually, I I work Sunday ni- or Monday nights at a bar uh, downtown as well. I picked up a bar shift. Uh, over oh, cool. Night. Um, yeah, just beer and wine, but we do have a lot of non-alcoholic uh, choices. That's awesome. And uh, I do a lot of uh, mocktails myself. So if you ever have nice. like, the corner of Roslyn and Washington, the old, Okay. Awesome I column. love that. I will. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. And yeah, I think you survived our, our sinister oh, sex. Oh, good <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, hold on. You know what? I'm messing up here because every time anyone survives it, they get one of these <laughs> here real quick, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. I Thank know. you. It's, Thank it's you. I'm relieved. <laughs> I'm relieved. I'm relieved. Um, all right. So we're warmed up enough. Let's get through, uh, the rest of this. I really don't want to keep you on here too long because you are yeah. super important. Um, <laughs> no but, worries. but I, I mean, are you sponsoring any bills at the moment? Is there anything yeah. you're kind of getting yeah. behind? What's the deal yeah. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about it. So because Florida is a part-time legislature, we're actually not back in Tallahassee for the 2022 session until September committee weeks. will start back up in September. Um, I can't file any bills until after July. That's when everything kind of resets in Florida because July 1 is our fiscal year. Mm -hmm. Um, But we are preparing legislation. So we are going to be filing, and I'm really excited about this, um, legislation that requires Asian American education. Um, We all know that there's been a rise of hate crimes um, against multiple groups of people, but including Asian and Asian Americans. Mm-hmm. And so working with um, local leaders and advocates, um, there's a need for there to be educational curriculum that talks about that history and the contributions of Asian Americans in Florida. Um, and so we're gonna be filing a bill that centers on on, on educational curriculum on Asian American history. And we're also working with students on a bill that would require uh, high school students be given the opportunity to register to vote in their classroom online. Um, we now have online voter registration. A lot of folks don't know that in Florida. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's crazy. So you can okay. register to vote online in Florida. It's it's flvoteredge you know dot gov. I think, but I'll double check that. <laughs> and no, it's all good. Stab you in the wrong place, but um, but it's like it's not required. Like there's it's not required that anyone do that for a student. I just feel like it would be. Super, super helpful if in a social studies class when you're 16, you know, 10 minutes are taken for a student to get registered to vote online. They don't even have to fill out a form anymore. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah, so we're working with students to do that. Um, yeah, the website is registeredvoteflorida.gov for any of the kids out there um, who want to do it online, or you can update your info online too. So those are two bills we're working on on top of the other bills we've always filed. We always file renewable energy goals legislation. We always file a bill trying to prevent domestic violence uh, with, uh, with gun violence. Um, we've always filed bills around like ending corporate giveaways and things like that. So it'll be a lot of the classics, but uh, a few new ones coming in. And the sad <laughs> part is as a state house rep, you only get seven bill slots. So I wish I could file everything, but we we only get seven. Um, yeah. Sometimes, you know, our our goals also show up as amendments. Like For example, when we tried increasing Florida's weekly benefit amount with the unemployment system by $100, I filed legislation around that, but I never got a hearing. So what I did instead was I filed an amendment to another bill on the House floor to do that, and it did fail on a party-line vote. But at least we tried, and we got on record folks voting against a $100 increase, which is so small.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember when you did that, and that's mm. – I mean, like – That that's the thing you said. I think the key key phrase right there. We have them on record voting against that. So it's like, yeah, we know the clowns that were like, no, you guys aren't worth an extra hundred dollars, even though you've been, you know, pretty much hung out to dry for a year. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I I mean,
1: all I see is like the clown emoji. You know, like (laughs) showing up, and I'm like, God, I can't. But um, but yeah, so that's just a little skinny. But honestly, honestly, the most one of the most important things folks need to remember for this year is redistricting. Um, So redistricting is when all the legislative governmental seats get redrawn based on US census data. And we don't get the census data really till September, which is because of former President Trump, his shenanigans with the census delayed uh, (laughs) data coming to us. So this is very, this is later than usual. Uh, But in Florida, it is the lawmakers who draw our own maps. So we're gonna be drawing new state house seats, state Senate seats and congressional seats. And And Florida's getting a new congressional seat as well. But the biggest concern of all of this is that, you know, it's the majority party drawing these maps, right? Like we're there to play defense, but yeah. every person needs to be plugged in on this process. And we are hosting a workshop in July that will um, be with a group called All on the Line. And they do a lot of redistricting advocacy work um, to prevent gerrymandering. So stay tuned. More to come in that in that world. But redistricting is definitely where a lot of focus should be as folks are watching
0: the next session. Dude, that's awesome. That is awesome. That's good to hear. Um, and we are coming up on 2022 elections. I guess, like, what can Dems do to get ready for, for those elections?
1: Oh, well,
0: we, yeah, can, we can, can and, talk and, about and let it. Let us hear it. Let yeah. Us hear it. Like, yeah, let them
1: hear it. Please. I mean, we are falling behind, y'all. Like, Democrats are falling behind now. We have. Mm-hmm. We have candidates who are running for these statewide seats. We're going to have a, a, a Democratic primary for governor, maybe even one for the U.S. Senate running against Marco Rubio. But like personalities aside, the most important thing we need to do right now is register to vote. And that's why I've actually launched a voter reg initiative myself. It's called People Power for Florida. Mm-hmm. And we are we are uh, raising money and bringing on a staff right now of, of two directors and seven fellows Um, to register 25,000 voters in the state, and we're doing it through a volunteer program. So we have two vote registration trainings coming up in late late June. And so our hope is to really help activate everyday people to help register their neighbors, their friends, and to help uh, other organizations do the same. So we're really excited to launch that work. And you can learn more on peoplepowerforflorida.com. But I think it has to be all hands on deck. The Republicans are um, kicking our butt in voter registration right now in Florida and there just mm-hmm. are not on the ground efforts that are contrasting that so we're we're kicking it off this summer and definitely want folks to join us
0: we got to get our Stacey Abrams on in Florida yes yeah put, you put, your,
1: put your Stacey shoes on and <laughs> knock on a couple of doors with us let's get it done
0: Oh, I'm down. Trust me. I, I, am with you guys hundred percent. Um, love it. and I guess, are, are, are there any, any new up and comers that we should keep an eye on uh, mm. in our party mm. or I mean, is yes. everything...
1: Oh my God. I love this question. So somebody yeah. I, I definitely <laughs> want to lift up that a lot of folks probably already know is my good friend, uh, Brandon Wolf. So Brandon is a pulse survivor. Um, he now works at equality Florida and he is an incredible advocate and, um, I definitely think he should run for office one day. So Brandon <laughs> is is awesome. Um, we got so many great people. I mean, I gotta give a shout out to my team, like Lauren Cooper, Cheyenne Drews, uh, Shala Solomon, uh, Sergio. Um, these are the folks that make up our Small but Mighty team and they are all Bright, amazing, passionate young people, and I know that they're all they're all they're already doing amazing things. We're gonna do more amazing things, and so yeah, we got a lot of great talent um, here in Central Florida, and 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 we're playing. We, I like to think we're playing a part in building that talent because for far too long it's been the same consultants doing the same type of campaigning and the same type of policy, and so I feel like we're really building a pipeline, challenging that, um, and of course you know pushing for more more open minded and inclusive and progressive ideas to lift up all boats versus just a few.
0: Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, everybody remember those names. All right. We got Brendan Wolfe, Lauren. Yes. Goldberg, Shala, like, hey, <laughs> gonna, we're going to hear those names again. All right. So that's Absolutely. good. Um, and I guess kind of like before I let you go, I it wouldn't be fair for me um, because the name of the show is Get It How You Live. Mm. And uh, we usually have a segment where we kind of, most of the time, the segment is usually somebody that's done a PPP loan scam. that is and terrible. It's like, yeah, oh, oh they at how they I live. Love, That's I
1: sure. love that.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. But um but we have you here and uh you're a lot more legit than some PPP loan scammer. <laughs> <laughs> so, we kind of want to know like how how do you get it how you live? Like what um what was that moment that made you decide, you know, this was it for you. This path was the career path mm. you're going to take and and you know, this is how you're going to get it, how you live. Like, what happened? It's a great
1: question. Um, I mean, I never thought I would run for office one day. And and even if I was planning to run for office, I would have loved to finish my PhD first. As you noted in my intro, I'm still (laughs) in that program. So I'm like, still trying to finish my PhD. Um, So my, you know, I think a lot of my, a lot of my trajectory, my decision making, uh, my values come from our everyday experiences. I mean, that's, just, that's the case for everyone, right? Like we have our, our parents that, that are, or a, or a parent or a guardian that is like foundational to us, um, or perhaps it's the peers around us that influence us. And I think for me, it was a little bit of everything because my mom did pass away when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. I really leaned on my, my sister, my brother, my dad, my teachers, my friends to kind of help Mold me into who I am today. I am the sum of those around me, and, and I think every little interaction I've had, whether it was positive or or challenging, has influenced where I am today. And so, the decision to run for office, though, was very much grounded in two things. One is the love for my hometown. You know, Orlando locals—they can be hard to find sometimes, but yeah, for sure. there is like so much love there. I mean, if you. If you grew up in Orlando and you stayed in Orlando or you came back to Orlando, um, there's a reason. There's a reason you did that. And it's it's yes. something like really, really like sincere and and, and authentic. And so I, I, I do have a great love for my community and I also see its potential. I see its challenge, I see its potential. So I, I wanted, I wanted a, to be in a position where I could help lead that more. But at the same time, it really was President Trump and his or former President Trump, which I always love saying. But it was his <laughs> it was his campaign in 2016 that I mean, I woke up the next day in tears. Like I just could not believe that this country voted for him. Yes. I mean, it was just I felt like for especially my immigrant parents, I was like people voting for him are rejecting people like me and I just yes. it was so hard to process and I realized that it's not just, it wasn't just Trump and his tactics. It was also the fact that the Democratic Party was really failing its, failing its responsibilities. Like we were not offering voters a reason to vote Democrat, like a contrast, you know, and, and a, and a path forward. So I, I, I felt disappointed in my own party for also not, not up living, uh, not living up to the values that I, I identify as a Democrat. And that's like working class values. That's, that's inclusivity. That's, you know, being, being bold and challenging corporations. Like I just don't, I didn't see that in Florida, especially. So, so that, that, that's what helped me build up the courage to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to run for office as a first time candidate Um, and everything else. I mean, I think we are always building the plane as it is being (laughs) 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 flown. Like, like, I don't have a, like, I'm just living like so many others i'm just living it day by day you know and 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 just trying to help as many people as possible as i can um and and really really grateful that i i that that not just me but there's an that there are so many people who want to who want to also help make the world a better place and i just get to play a small part of that
0: you I, i think you bring that out of people and i think that's uh i think that's why you are where you're at and and i only see good things here on out and, and bigger things for you you um you really care about your community you really care about the people that you work for and that you represent and uh even if they uh didn't vote for you um mm. you know totally. you still cared and you still help them you know i i saw 100%. A, another you know social media post uh with you helping somebody out with unemployment and they're you know they're you know they're posting about how they're republican and yada 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 but you still help them absolutely <laughs> Hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that's um, I think people need to see that, um, that it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, I, I guess how how can I say this? Um, it doesn't matter like what party you are. I guess as long yes. as you're working for the people, and I, I mean, you're 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 a perfect example of that. Um, just all across the board. So I just want to thank you so much for uh, everything you do, and I mean you know, like I said, hopefully one day she's going to be our governor, maybe, maybe <laughs> in the future. Or maybe- you know what I, I'm I'm gonna stop. You know what no. I, think
1: the, I think the philosophy is, and it, it goes beyond partisanship, but it's giving without expectation. And I think way mm. too many people and way too many politicians, they give with an expectation that um, you're going to do something for them. And if you're not going to do something for them, they're not going to give. And we really try to challenge that to say, I don't you don't have to like me. You don't have to agree with me. But but how can I help? You know, and just yeah. trying to get to the core issue that that someone is facing and meet people belly to belly. And I and I think I think the internet makes it very difficult to do that sometimes, to be honest, because things are so like reactionary and um, and also polarizing. And there's reasons why. I mean, especially on issues that impact race and equity, like it's almost hard not to not to be aggressive to to those who oppose you because like they are they're ignoring a person's dignity and humanity. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, but I will say that I I feel like, you know, people turn to these corners sometimes because like they they're not feeling heard and so we do try to create those spaces of like slow but steady evolution and we have been able to see folks evolve in in their their Values of where they stand on different issues, and it, it was only because we were we were willing to kind of have that conversation to build that trust over time and get someone to understand um, how how they were they were they were using their values in a way that was actually the opposite of their values. Yes, they, you know, because if they really do want to be kind to one another, then understand that banning trans kids is not kind. But yes. getting someone to that point is difficult, and not not, every, not and it's really not like I, I think in public service it's our responsibility to to play that role and and it's a humbling one. But I, I feel like I feel like more of that effort is, is a good thing, and that's what we try to practice every day.
0: It's it's tough when you're you know especially when you're dealing with people that like to try to hide behind religion or mm. you know or whatever's an right. excuse when it comes to something like that. And one hundred percent. You know, but like I said, you, you're you doing an amazing job leading by, um, listen, you have all our votes and anyone else who's listening me, <laughs> right now, if you're not voting for her, then you better expect a phone call from me really soon. <laughs> <laughs> but Anna, I, I just want to thank you so much again for uh, for spending time with us and, and letting me, uh you know drill you here with the toughest questions that we have in uh in the internet <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's such a pleasure i can't wait to come back and i hope i get to see you in the, oh, in the
0: streets of downtown orlando soon you definitely will and you can come back anytime you want um hopefully ross will be on and um you know it'll even be more of a intellectual stimulating conversation than we had. <laughs> than we i had love tonight. it i so, love it thank you again and um hey, just keep doing what you're doing and, and I'll see you out there. Awesome. Take awesome. it easy. Have Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> I, got, I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. This goes out to you and you and you and you and I thought I was going to forget about this shout-outs. Get out of here. After a wonderful and delightful episode that we just had with our amazing and prestigious guest, Anna Eskamani, I am not going to forget about my shout-outs. Because uh, it's kind of one of my favorite things to do on this show. I love shouting out my friends, um... So, as usual, shout outs to LA Insurance, my boys uh, over there on Allen, Ray, and Charles holding it down. They got two offices one uh, down Boggy Creek across from the Publix there, and the other one's right across from the Florida Mall on OBT. Go check them out for all your insurance needs. Yo, shout out to Be Nice. The bar I work at on Mondays. I might be there on Sunday. I don't know. I got to find out. But Monday nights, come catch me. Shout out to Tori. Shout out to AMH, all my homies. John Q, KB, Suko, all those guys. Shout out to shout out to the whole crew. Shout out to Jay Wilson. LFT website, simple, clean, and reliable. Shout out to Melissa Wilson. LFT Realty Inc. Uh, .com. Let's see. Shout out to... Kenya Robinson and the Blixel Restock Image Project, plus everything else that she's got going on. Listen, check Kenya Robinson out on Instagram. Please, guys, just follow her work. Uh, Let's see. And as usual, shout-outs to my boys, uh... Alex and uh, Harold and Mo over at Long Shots Bar and Billiards. Forever in the Four Corners area. Just go check them out. Check out my boy Harold's Pawn Shop right next door, too. Yo, just go show some love to those guys because those are my guys. Um, But I think that's pretty much it. And obviously, the biggest shout-out goes to Anna Eskamani for just being on the show and spending some time with us. So... I guess that brings us to an end, guys. Thank you for listening. Please give us a like. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow me on Twitter, Solly E.D.'s. Follow me on Instagram, Saul underscore Wall underscore. And go follow the page on Facebook. Get it how you live with a you. Leave us some comments, whatever, questions, concerns, all that good stuff. Let us know how you feel. Uh, and let us know that you like the show. Uh, so I guess that's about it, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Go tell your friends. Uh, best podcast on in Orlando right now. Yeah, I said it. Holla!